You know, sometimes a word from another language can become so powerful, so meaningful, as to be borrowed and fully incorporated into the English language. Words like apostrophe and attaché come to English from the French. Words like parka and gulag come to English from the Russian. There's a long list of words that English borrows from the Arabic, algebra, average, coffee, cotton, just a few for example, but an even longer list from the German, ersatz, pretzel, noodle, rucksack, muesli, cobalt. And then there are those who especially appreciate, especially admire a word that English might take from another language, a single word that might take English an entire sentence to express. How about the word Schadenfreude from the German. You know, you read that more and more in periodicals like, let's say, The New Yorker. You hear it occasionally in news reporting of national networks, and it pops up from time to time on serial medical TV dramas. I suppose the true test of language currency, Schadenfreude. It means pleasure derived by someone from another's misfortune. How about that? I mean, one word for this whole sentence. I mean, in some ways, I think that it's strange we'd start to use this word, that it would begin to gain currency in the English language. Strange because other words borrowed by English, like the ones mentioned above, are used many more times a day. And English speakers often prefer the sound or the flow of a word that functions a bit more like the Morse code they know. Could it be that this culture's delight in someone's misfortune has so grown that English now requires the use of a word like schadenfreude? Could it, could it be that enough has begun to go wrong or, or that awareness about what is wrong has so increased that the average person must now find her delight in her neighbor's misfortune if she's going to delight in anything at all? Well, what a state of affairs if that's the case. When you think about just the own rhythm of life for you, do you find, do you, find you go to what's wrong first in the morning? Are you, are you quick to find fault with elected leadership and institutions? Are you inclined to criticize your children before you praise them? Do you find it easier to taunt or tear down or to criticize your spouse than to praise him? Do you secretly thrill to the mistakes of those around you? It shouldn't surprise you. It shouldn't surprise you that such a predisposition might also bring a person down. A 2012 study of college students, some of whom were generally pessimistic about their lives and some who were not, found that those who tended to take pleasure in the misfortune of others also tended to number among those who generally had a more negative outlook on life. Dr. Chambliss explained, when you're feeling down, it's natural to puncture positive news with negativity. 
The Christian ideally immerses himself in the good news of Jesus Christ before taking on the trials of the world. The Christian ideally turns to morning prayer at daybreak before switching on her news feed. Let me hope in the peace of the New Jerusalem before I must endure the bombing of Kiev. Preach to me of offering the other cheek before CNN or Fox News reports of the Washingtonian tit for tat. Let me hear of the Savior who lays down his life for the sins of the world before news of the next con pleading not guilty flashes across my screen. Tell me again of God's judgment on the indolent rich before setting to work on solving the streets of Los Angeles, remind me of the shepherd that leaves his flock to find the one lost sheep before any of the world's dictators appear before the UN again to justify their latest power grab. Being equipped to manage what the world hands you each day That's one way in which the gospel serves the disciple. But when you read the good news before you read anything else, you also may come to see the world through the pages of the good news. You may yet be inclined to see at God at work in the world before the world's darkness starts to close in on you. One recent columnist in the New York Times wondered aloud if there might not be a place for the made-up German compound word, the opposite of schadenfreude, a made-up compound word, freudenfreude. That is, the taking of joy or delighting in someone else's bliss. The writer of the book of Acts is asking you and me to read his words with freudenfreude delighting in his elation. The writer's asking you to choose joy in the work of witnessing what God has done in Jesus Christ. We are those witnesses. Rejoice in the joy that the writer has taken as he proclaims the good news of God in Christ. No need, no need to be the skeptic first about the matter of witnessing. Choose joy. No need to wonder first what it could mean to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. What could it mean to be anointed in power? No, rest simply in the joy of his baptism. Rest simply for a moment in the truth that Jesus did good. I love that phrase, by the way, in the, in the, in the words from Acts, that Jesus went about doing good and healing. He did good. Rest in that. Rest in the fact that he covered those who were chased by the devil. Can you, can you celebrate for just one moment that covering, just one brief moment before you find it necessary to deconstruct the meaning of devil? That would be the work of witnessing, the work of Freudenfreude, of embracing the, the bliss to be felt in another's rescue. So we'll make our communion in a moment. We'll, we'll dismiss, we'll, we'll go to Sunday school, maybe have a few moments of fellowship. But, but later this afternoon, take your bulletin with you, pull these lessons out one more time, and, and read the ones from the book of Acts, the Gospel of Matthew. Read them with 
this Freudenfreude, taking joy in the writer's first bliss, watching God take delight in the baptism of his son, lingering just long enough, lingering first with that joy in order that it might become yours. The questions will come later. The trials will come later. Even the darkness will close in. Make room for them. But let them be informed by the bliss of the writer, the delight of the Father, and the promise that the Lord will yet give his people the blessing of peace, that the Lord will yet give you strength and lead you into his temple where all the people are crying, glory, peace. Peace.